Life Audio. Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compared to Who show today. Today is the show for all you overachievers. And it's also a show for all of you regular achievers too. Today we are talking to my friend, Rebecca George. She has a book out called Do the Thing. Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And I think you're really going to love Rebecca. She's a podcast host. Her show is called Radical Radiance. She's an author. She's a speaker. But her passion is really to help women pursue their passions in a way that builds the kingdom of God. And our conversation today goes to some pretty cool places. We talk about striving and achieving and setting goals for all kinds of things and really how we can find rest and peace and figure out what God made us for and what he's calling us to. That's where we go today. I think you're going to love it. Hey, if you have been listening to the podcast a while and we are not email friends yet, what are you waiting for? Hello, let's become email friends. That's where I can send you. I don't send that many emails, but you'll start off by getting the five day body image email challenge. So you will get message from me five days in a row. And then I'm just going to touch base and tell you what's coming out on the show. So hey, if you get busy, you can see, oh, there's a show I really want to listen to and you won't, you won't miss it. Uh, it's also where I send you information about specials like coaching specials and courses that are coming out soon and new books coming out soon. So go to compare to who.me or you can go to improvebodyimage.com and sign up so that we can become email friends. Also wanted to remind you, I'm taking some coaching clients this summer for one-on-one coaching. It is the last time one-on-one coaching in this format at this price will be offered because I am changing everything, trying something new in the fall. So if you want to grab a coaching session, I have a couple spots that are just $99. Um, And so grab one of those at improvebodyimage.com. And I hope that we can work together. It would be an honor just to walk with you, even if it's just for an hour. You don't have to sign up for life. Sign up for an hour. Let's talk through your junk. We all have junk, my friend. (laughs) We do. So let's talk through it. And let's see if we can start you on a new course. Let's see if we can make some tweaks and some changes in the way you think about things, the way you believe about your body, so that you can find body image freedom. I would be honored for the opportunity to walk with you on that journey. So go to improvebodyimage.com and you can find out more. And finally, I want to remind you, I have a brand new plan out on version, the Bible app. It's called Comparison Free Summer. It's five days to beat summer body envy. You can read it or you can have me read it to you. It's on version. I hope you will go check it out if you don't know how to get to version, just go to my website and look under the freebies tab and you'll see all the version plans there with links. So go check that out compared to me or improvebodyimage.com. Let's get to today's show. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, 
the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Rebecca George, thanks so much for being on the Compare to Show today. Oh, Heather, I'm so happy to be with you. Thanks for having me. So we know each other in real life, which doesn't always happen yes. when I'm interviewing people on the show. So that's super fun. That makes it super exciting to talk to you. And I want to talk about all the great things you're doing for the kingdom. And I want you to share your body image story. But before any of that, I want to just go real surface shallow. Like if you're watching on YouTube, you need to see these earrings I have on. Rebecca makes the awesomest earrings. Like I have <laughs> four pairs, I think now, and I couldn't decide which ones to wear. And then Aww. I wanted to wear the earrings. I had to find like a jacket or something that would match the earrings so I could wear okay. these earrings. Go Here's ahead. what's so funny, Heather. I have been trying to figure out for the last five minutes if those are the earrings that I made. And <laughs> And there's this glare hitting them and I couldn't quite tell, but I remember making those. Those are so fun. It was my pandemic hobby that turned into a side hustle. (laughs) These are y'all, if you're just listening, they're these clay earrings. And so I have this problem. This is very much in the category of a first world. No, is it first world problems or third world problems? What do they say? First world problems. problems? Yes. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's not a third world problem, but I have this first world problem of not being able to wear heavy earrings. Okay, me too. I I have worn like really tiny earrings my entire life because my ears couldn't hold them. And you had some on like Facebook or something. And I was like, those are so pretty. I'm going to buy them and just see. And if nothing else, I'm supporting you. So I'll buy the earrings. And I've gotten so many compliments on those. And then you ran a sale and I bought more. So anyway, we're going to put the link in show notes to your Etsy (laughs) store. Y'all are going to want to go check out her earrings. They're really beautiful. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. I love that we're starting there. So fun. (laughs) What an introduction. (laughs) Well, hey, I know you've got a bit of a body image story, as I think every woman does yeah. to some degree. We just start by letting us get to know you a little bit, Rebecca, and kind of weave in what, what's been your journey with your body image. Yeah, man, I think this conversation is so important. And I'm so glad for how, I mean, right back at you, how you're leading us in this way, because we don't talk about it enough and we're not honest about it enough. And so I love that this is where we're starting. And I'll say just off the bat, I'm a pastor's wife, um, speaker, author, podcaster like you. We do a lot of the similar work and I'm also a runner and I've been a runner most of my Mm. life. It was kind of one of the ways that me and my dad connected when Mm. I was a little girl starting in probably middle school, we started running five K's and 10 K's together. I remember my senior year of high school, I did my first half marathon and did a few more in college. But I think those first few years after I graduated from college was really the season when I began to uh, just strive in my body. And so what that looked like for me was I ran a lot of marathons. I Mm -hmm. did many, 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 many half marathons and I did three full marathons. And Heather, I don't know if you identify with this as well, but Every personality test I've ever taken in my life has told me I'm an achiever. Yeah. Like whatever form of an achiever or that word that was kind of the output of that test, that's Mm -hmm. what I Mm kind of got, right? Yeah. 
And so I think one of the sneakiest ways the enemy would get a foothold in my body image throughout those years, maybe that's the best way to say it, is through my goal setting, Mm. which sounds really strange, right? Because there's nothing wrong with setting goals. (laughs) But rather than saying, hey, I'm striving to fit in this pair of jeans, Mm. I would say, oh, well, I'm just going to train for another marathon. Mm-hmm. And what training for a marathon and the particular goal I had in mind required of me mm-hmm. was to eat in a certain way, to run a certain number of miles per week, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in order to mm-hmm. achieve that goal. And Heather, what would happen is I would do it mm-hmm. and it was never enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. I would go and I would run 50 to 60 miles per week and I would eat really clean and I would fit in that pair of jeans along the way Mm -hmm. and I would go run the marathon. And then the next Monday morning, it was like, oh, okay, well, what's next? Well, I could run that marathon faster, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was just in this cycle for years and years of that. And I don't really know that I broke out of it until I married my husband in 2019 And everything about my life changed. Mm. I married him. I moved eight hours away from everything I'd ever known. I became a pastor's wife nine months before the pandemic started. Mm. And so over the last four plus years, nothing about my life has looked like it looked when I was single and in those years that I just described. And so for the first couple years we were married, it was kind of this identity crisis of like, who is Rebecca in her body that doesn't run 60 miles a week, right? Mm-hmm. And in that, my body changed. Mm-hmm. Ch- like lightning bulb, like your body does change when you stop running 60 mm-hmm. miles a week, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and I also turned 30, mm-hmm. which for me, I, I don't know what shifted in my hormones <laughs> when mm-hmm. I turned 30, but for the first time in my life, I kind of felt like, Things fit differently than they used to and and things like that for kind of the first time for me. Mm -hmm. And and so I've almost experienced kind of that extreme of of the striving piece and then almost the opposite in our first Mm -hmm. couple years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I would say um, all of that to say I'm very much still a work in progress with my body image. I think we all are. And I think, and I think we all are. <laughs> I hope we all are. And I think over the last year, I've really been asking the Lord and trying to discover, like, what is that healthy balance between mm-hmm. having self-discipline and also mm-hmm. having grace for myself and for my season? That is yeah. where the Lord and I have been with, yeah. with body image. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... 
Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. How will you set your child up to become a lifelong learner? Look no further than Scribblers at Home, recipes from lifelong learners. This all-new resource from Classical Conversations is designed to help families of children ages 4 to 8 build strong learning habits early on. Through easy-to-follow activities, Scribblers at Home will help you create a family environment where you and your child love to play, create, and learn together. To explore this new resource, visit scribblersathome.com slash compared to who. Well, I remember when I was on your show... Goodness, that might have been a couple years ago now. I think it was when yeah. Burden of Better came out. But I remember it you was. sharing a little bit of that. And just, you know, the reality is how many of us get caught up in those, I'm going to use the word from the Bible, right? The vain pursuits, yeah. right? And it's not vain in the way I think we use the word, like the that song, You're So Vain. It's not like that necessarily. No. It's, yeah. it's vain in that, like, what is the heavenly outcome, of those mm. pursuits. Like it's a pursuit that is going to fade away, whether or not it's fading away because you're turning 30 or oh, just wait till 40 girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 50, oh, 50 is creeping to break it to you. It's, it's pain. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, it's either vain because our bodies are going to age yeah. or it's, it's vain because our, this body isn't what's going to take me into eternity. Right. No. And so it's like, there's the, there's the pursuing things that make us feel good and make us better equipped to serve the Lord and do yeah. his purpose for our life, which is kind of where we're going to go next in this conversation. But then there's this pursuit of things that we think will fulfill us. Mm. And as you discovered on the Monday morning after the race, I want to start singing The Greatest Showman. It's never enough, never, yeah. never, you know, it just isn't. Yeah. I love that you shared that. Yeah, well, and and I touched on this, but the thing that the Lord has really been doing in my heart, and this is just like real practical, is helping me understand that out in the world, when we look to maybe, I don't know, self-development space and maybe some books that we've read, we see kind of two narratives that really juxtapose each other. The first mm-hmm. one is grace, like to the extreme, mm-hmm. sort of the self-care type mentality to the extreme and it's all glorifying self mm-hmm. and self-discipline to the extreme, mm-hmm. like get up earlier, hustle harder, drink all the water, drink all this or read all the self-development books. Mm-hmm. And that leaves us exhausted. Yeah. When I think if we look to scripture, we see, we see Paul say his grace is sufficient for us for his powers made perfect in our weakness. So there's this case for like, we can have grace for our bodies in our mm-hmm. season. And as those things shift and change, and also we can have self-discipline. We can do all things with excellence to the glory of God, including how we care for our bodies. Mm-hmm. And I was on a run. This is just a real practical, this happened in real life example. I was going on a, I think it was about a three mile route close to my parents' house that I've probably I've probably ran hundreds of times in my life. And that particular day, we'd been back in Tennessee for a few months. That particular day, I was really struggling. And I broke to a walk. And I was just kind of praying throughout my run. And 
I just was really honest with the Lord of like, I'm just frustrated with my body right now. Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like I can do what I once used to be able to do and can't run as fast. And I just sense the Holy Spirit say like, Rebecca, you know, you can hold both. Mm -hmm. Like you can have grace for the fact that you've just simply not had the time to run as much as you like to run in the last few months. And you can finish that route, even if it means walking, Mm -hmm. like you're allowed to walk. That's okay. You know, and so I think as a high drive achiever type gal, that tension and holding that is something that has always been a challenge for me, if I'm real honest. But that picture of holding both of those things has really helped me. Yeah, that's really good. Well, when you said that, I immediately thought of how I think we achievers shame ourselves if we can't do it as well as we think we should do it or we want to do it, right? So instead of going to where you went in that place of, okay, God, I'm frustrated. Like it hurts that I'm not doing this the way I expected to be able to do it or wanted to be able to do this. But instead of shaming yourself with, you know, oh, Rebecca, do better. Like, I can't, you know, can't believe you. How have you let it get this bad? And what are you going to have to change tomorrow to, you know, correct course, right? Just being able to sit or, or, or walk or run yeah. with the Lord in that and let him help you carry it is that's just, that's golden advice. I believe for someone today, like we can never shame ourselves into doing better. Like it just, it does not work. Like, like there's no such thing as shaming yourself into health. It's just, that's like unhealthy on every, every level. I I love that. But being able to just name it, see it and, and be okay to accept his grace and love in it. I love, love, love that. That's so good. Oh, Jesus, as you're talking, Jesus's words in the gospels are coming to mind and such a familiar passage for many of us, but come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like he, he wants to meet us in those tender places. And I would argue probably for every listener of this podcast, body image is a tender place Mm -hmm. for you. And Rather than just looking inward, I mean, like you're saying, just saying it in a different way, rather than casting shame inward, we're able to go, God, meet me in this. Like I invite you into this place and and he will. He's so faithful to do that. Yeah, that's so good. And it makes me think of like rest. I wrote this in the burden of better. Like I think rest is why women go on diets. Now diets aren't popular anymore. We call it a healthy lifestyle or whatever. But but I think that's why we we do these things and sometimes these extreme things because we want to rest. We believe if mm-hmm. I could just get my body the way I want it to be, ah, then I'll just be able to rest, which is a lie because bodies keep changing, right? And so uh, that rest is something we seek so diligently. And it's something that Rebecca almost sounds contrary to where we're going today in terms of like finding and pursuing your purpose. But I think they go together because I think, and I, I don't know, spoiler alert, or I don't know, maybe give away the end before we get into it. But when you have found what God has called you to do and are walking in your purpose, mm-hmm. it is peaceful. It is mm-hmm. restful, isn't it? I mean, not that it's not hard work, but yeah. there is a sense of rest there, don't you think? There's such a sense of rest. And, you know, it's required in order for us to sustainably be able to follow God's will for our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
me and my husband are taking a trip to the beach in September here in a few months. And I just find myself looking forward to that on the calendar. And we can probably all relate to that feeling. And and you might be coming to the conversation today thinking like, okay, Heather, okay, Rebecca, I don't have a vacation on the calendar, but but even just scheduling in time on the weekend or even an evening per week that you just don't schedule anything on your calendar, like whatever those rhythms look like for you, we just, we have to create that and be faithful to to follow that. Because if you're anything like me and, and Heather, you may relate to this too. I love what I do. I love writing. I love what we get to do in podcasting and having great conversations that people all across the globe get to listen to. Like there's such a gift in connecting how you feel gifted by God to how you're bringing him glory in the world, this side of heaven. And and you and I do that in a really public way and everyone's life looks different and and that's beautiful. That's the beauty in the body of Christ. But as we discover that, um, we have to be intentional to take that time to rest. And I think that's where the challenge comes in for me yeah. because, because I love what I do to the degree that I do, mm-hmm. it feels restful even for me in my work. So mm-hmm. I sometimes have to intentionally stop myself so that it forces me into that rhythm of rest. And I always, yeah. always, always find that it's it's almost like a slingshot. Like resting is what pulls me back in Mm. order to like propel me forward. And I've never come on the other side of an extended period of rest, like a vacation or even a day of rest and felt behind. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think I tend to like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And I think I can get ahead that way. Right. Like I think, yeah. oh, well, you know, like, oh, I've got everything I need done for the today. Well, I'll just do everything for tomorrow and then tomorrow <laughs> I'll be able to rest. And it never works out that way because then no. tomorrow I'm like, oh, I could do everything for the next day. Oh, and then I'll be able to take a really big rest. And I just end up playing these mental games because I too enjoy my work. But the, the discipline, that's, you know, that's an uncomfortable word for some, but the discipline of rest, I think is really trusting. Like, okay, I can stop. I can step away from this because I trust that God actually is the one, you know, doing all the things. It's not really my effort. <laughs> it's his. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, yeah. And then, and like you said, when I step away, it is amazing to me how coming back and like, oh, I was able to do that in like an hour. That would have been like, you know, three days of work last week, but because That's I right. rested, I could just whiz right through it. Like, thank you, Lord. I <laughs> love that. I yeah. love that. And something that's coming to mind that's real practical that I'll sometimes do is I call it putting a pin in it. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm resting or maybe I'm, I don't know, on a walk and I'm I'm trying to just like listen to worship music and pray and just be with the Lord and thoughts keep coming to my mind and I just can't shut down my brain. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll keep either a pen and paper handy or I'll take my phone with me and have like my note app pulled up and just capture whatever it is that keeps circling in my mind so that I can, in a sense, put a pen in it for Mm -hmm. later. And so even, and I'll just be real honest to admit this, even as a pastor's wife, I... I listen to my husband preach twice every Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Because we have two services. 
And during the second service, there were three or four things that I wanted to do today Mm -hmm. that I just could not, I couldn't stop circling it in my mind. And so I grabbed a extra sheet of paper and I just wrote all four of them down. I flipped it over and then I like turned my attention back to him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm actually able to be more present wherever it is that I am or wherever it is. And however I'm resting, if I actually just capture that somewhere, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I get my best ideas for (laughs) podcast and book things during during sermons, I'm afraid. I know. I, know. <laughs> I use the notes app on my phone. So yes. Hopefully yes. they think I'm just taking notes on the sermon. And I That's am. Right. And That's then I'm right. just adding my extra ideas. Yes. <laughs> for the week yes. But yeah, I love that. I get that. Well, hey, you had a book come out just a couple months ago. Tell us all about that. I did. So it's called Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And my heart really for it, Heather, is just to press back against a lot of what you and I spent a few minutes talking about of just this hustle culture, get up earlier, mm-hmm. drink all the water, go read all the self-development books, just mentality that's been so rampant in our culture over the last five to 10 years and really root ourselves in biblical truth so that as we're being faithful in our calling, as we're taking those next steps of faith and how we're using our gifts and talents to the glory of God. And, you know, we all bump up against things in that we bump up against fear, insecurity, doubt Mm -hmm. at times. And it's not so much that we won't experience those moments or we'll, again, just as we talked about our bodies, we'll reach this moment where we'll never struggle with Mm -hmm. that again. Um, We will never arrive on this side of heaven. But when we have those moments, we know where to turn in those. Right. And so that's really my heart. And, um, I actually heard from a reader the other day, and I think this is one of the biggest compliments you could get as as an author, so you'll relate to this. She said, I read the title, and it sounded super encouraging, right? Do the thing, gospel-centered goals, gumption and grace for the go-getter girl. And here were her words. She said, I was concerned that it would be a recipe for self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. which is fair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, And she said, but after I closed the pages of the book, I found that it was something very different and it was very rooted in, in biblical truth that would help us as fellow go-getter girls to the glory of God, right? Some of us are high achievers and God, God wired us that way. And that's a beautiful thing. Should we steward it well? Um, and, and how do we do that? And so that's my heart is that God yeah. continues to, to work in, in those go-getter girls lives as we as we continue to follow him. Yeah, so. that, that's so good, Rebecca. I'm just, I'm thinking about a specific incident in my life. When my husband was the pastor and we had a church plant. And so I was wearing the pastor's wife hat in a different way than I wear it now. Yeah. And I was, I think I had written my first book and was trying to promote it and starting, you know, doing all the things around that. I don't think I had a podcast yet, but I was blogging. And I got an email from a Christian influencer that I followed. And the email was like her secret to success. And the secret to success was that she woke up at four in the morning so she could get like three hours of work done before her family woke up. And I remember reading that and just feeling so defeated because, yeah. well, and I also had four kids at the time. <laughs> I was homeschooling. And I remember just thinking oh. like, I feel like I'm doing enough. 
Like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing what God has called me to do. Like I'm putting as much energy and effort into this as I have. And, and reading that made me feel like just, it made, it filled me with shame really. Yeah. Cause it was like, oh, well, yeah. obviously like she's making money and she's having all this success because she wakes up at four in the morning. And unless I can do that, I guess I'll never succeed. And I had to unfollow her <laughs> and, yeah. and really kind of work through like the impact that that specific message had on me. And honestly, like this was years ago, Instagram was going, but I feel like what I see on Instagram now is so much more intensified than what it was oh, yeah. you know, seven or eight years ago when I had this incident. But like you can scroll Instagram and see that message over and over and over again about how you should be doing more. Why aren't you doing enough? Like, why aren't you fixing this? Why aren't you fixing that? Why aren't you like this? Why aren't you? And it's exhausting, isn't it? It's so exhausting. And I don't know if you do this, Heather, but what I will tend to do in in my flesh is I will scroll and I will see, I mean, let's just be honest. I will see a girl on vacation in a swimsuit that in my mind looks better in that swimsuit than I would look in that swimsuit. And I will think, gosh, I've got to work harder to get my body back into shape. And then I'll keep scrolling and I'll see somebody else on a vacation in my favorite at my favorite beach. And I'll think like, man, I really want to go to the beach. And then I'll keep scrolling and I'll see somebody post about their marriage and how perfect it looks. And I'll think, mm-hmm. man, well, we're not really in that spot. We have a great marriage, but I'm always striving to have a better marriage. And so I'll feel like I have to do better in my marriage. And then I'll scroll and I'll see another fellow author friend of ours sign a multi-book contract and think like, man, I wish I had that security of mm-hmm. being in a five book contract. And (laughs) so I need to work harder and blah, blah, blah. And I'll stack all of these things on top of each other as if I could ever achieve them all. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's almost like that concept of habit stacking that is actually really, at least helpful to me Mm -hmm. from atomic habits, where we'll think about habits Mm -hmm. that we stack together to help our productivity. I think that's helpful. But when we stack Highlight reels. Yeah. And insecurities or, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's good. So, what can we expect? Like, well, actually, let me back up. Who should read this book? I mean, obviously, the go getter girl, but, but who are you talking to? Yeah. I would say if you're coming to the conversation today and you feel unclear about your next step in your calling, if you need encouragement, in your calling, maybe you're in one of those moments where you're starting something new and you're stepping into new territory and you're fearful of that, or you sense God asking you to lay down a particular aspect of what you do to create capacity for something else that he's Mm -hmm. calling you to. We talk about a lot of those moments along Mm -hmm. the way. And so you might read a chapter and think like, that's not me today, but it could be me a year Mm -hmm. from now, or this particular aspect of being faithful in my calling is what I'm really struggling with today. I think there's something in there for you. And so um, I've also heard that feedback of, well, I don't consider myself a go-getter girl. Hmm. I, I would also say the book is for you too. If you are a girl who feels gifted by God in a particular area as a follower of Christ, and you want to use that and surrender that to however he wants to use it for his glory, the message is for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, let me take that one step further, Rebecca, because I think as I deal with and coach women who struggle with body image issues, 
I think a lot of times one of the gaps we identify is that these women don't know how they've been gifted. Maybe even they don't believe that they have a gift or know that they have Mm. a gift. I have a lot of women take a spiritual gifts test, like the first time they've taken a spiritual gifts test. So a lot of, and this probably applies to my audience, but you know, all the women out there, I think a lot of us have been told for so long that our physical appearance is what makes us valuable. That's what makes us worthy. And so we're working on that and we might miss the Mm. ways God has uniquely gifted us to do something for his kingdom. Right. And and even, and even in that, as you're talking also, I was thinking like, I was going to ask you like, well, Rebecca, does it have to be someone called into ministry? Like, are you only talking to people who, you know, are going to start a blog or a podcast or write a book? <laughs> and it's like, I know your answer is going to be no, but why don't, yeah. why don't you fill that in a little bit more? Yeah, I would love to. And I think the the thing there that we all know, but sometimes we don't put into practice is our end goal, our mission, this side of heaven, we all know. And and Jesus made it very clear. It's to go and make disciples. And in the original language of that phrase, it essentially says, like, as you are going, mm-hmm. go and make disciples. So, like, as you are on your way, wherever God has planted your feet today in this season, whether it's baking chicken nuggets and watching cartoons with your babies within your own house, or it is in the boardroom in corporate America, God has placed you in a place with a people for a specific reason and purpose, and you get to use your gifts and talents to the glory of God. He doesn't need us to accomplish his agenda, but it is such a gift to get to partner with him in our work, whatever that looks like this side of heaven. So absolutely positively, no, is it just for writers and speakers and people who do what we do? And if you are feeling really confused about that today, I'll, I'll give like a one minute coaching tip. Can I, if I can, if I can coach your people Do for it. a minute, Do there's it. something we talk about in the book that's been super helpful to a lot of readers. And it's an exercise that I call the calling Venn diagram. So we're all kind of familiar with the concept of a Venn diagram and their circles and they intersect in the middle and you're looking for where they intersect. And this one has three circles in it. And the first circle is labeled what matters to you. And sometimes it's really fruitful to just step back and think about like what naturally comes easy to you? Where do you feel naturally mm-hmm. wired and gifted? What do you find yourself staying up at night thinking about or, or concerned mm-hmm. about? And the second bubble is what matters to God. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get to search in the word and really seek to find that connection point between what naturally really matters to us with what matters to God. Mm. And then the third bubble is what matters to other people. What are some needs that are real practical that you see out in the world that your gifts and talents and what matters to you can meet those needs. And I think so many times, Heather, we talk a lot about like two of those things, Mm -hmm. right? Like what matters to other people and what matters to us? Well, if we, if we focus so heavily on what matters to other people and what matters to us, but we don't consider what matters to God, then then we're missing the equation. And if we think about, okay, well, this is a practical need in the world. This is what matters to other people. And I know how that matters to God, but it doesn't matter at all to me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have any joy. Right. Right. And right. So it's hard it's, work. So it's just, yeah. 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 And, and so it's just interesting to consider all three of those things and where they intersect. Yeah. That's been really helpful. 
That's really good. That's really helpful. We I we do a kind of membership class at our church and I teach the spiritual gifts section of it sometimes. And we talk about those exact same things. Like, what are you passionate about? You know, yeah. like what if it fires you up when you see it on the news, then that's mm. a clue that God has put a passion in your heart about that thing, whether it's yeah. homelessness or feeding the hungry or injustice or whatever it is. And you know, yeah, I, I love that. Not ignoring that God gave you those likes and dislikes and passions mm-hmm. that are going to combine and coordinate with the ways he's gifted you to do something yeah. on purpose for his kingdom. It's, yeah. It should be exciting news. Well, so Rebecca, tell everyone where they can listen to your podcast, Radical Radiance, and where they can find the book and where they can connect with you. I love that. Well, they can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm probably the most active over there at Rebecca George author. And then over on Radical Radiance, we're actually doing a conversation about each individual chapter of Do the Thing. So if there's something that you think, okay, Rebecca and Heather touched on that, but I want to hear more about it. There's a conversation ready for you there. And we've also had you on the show. So I'd love for your listeners to come over and listen to that conversation. I loved having you. And um, yeah, you can grab the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Christian book, all of those places. Awesome. Well, Rebecca George, thanks so much for being on the Compared to show today. And I hope everyone will go check out Do the Thing. And especially, you know, and I've, I've got a bunch of bunch of my listeners are maybe in the second stage of life, a little older. This would be a great book for your daughters, your granddaughters, the younger women in your life, I think would really enjoy this too. So think about it as gift giving season comes upon us here in the next four or five months. Um, but yeah, I, I love Rebecca and I think uh, y'all are going to love what she's, what she's written. So Rebecca, thanks again for being on the show today. Oh, thanks friend. I'm so and- grateful. And thank you for watching or listening. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. The Compare To Show is part of the Life Audio Network of Podcasts for great Christian content on marriage, parenting, anything you can think of. Go to lifeaudio.com and find great podcasts there. today's show blessed you may i ask a huge favor leave a review on your favorite platform seeing your five star reviews is a huge encouragement to me not sure how to do it you can go to compare to who.me slash podcast scroll to the bottom and you'll find all the information and while you're at compare to who.me check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image comparison all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Dear Heavenly Father, 
Thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.